Good evening, you fantastic and glorious degenerates of this floating rock that we call Earth. Welcome back to another edition of Off the Wire. I am your host, Noel Olin, aka the Cajun Libertarian. And tonight we have a very special guest, Donnie the Don, who I've met on Twitter. We've had some great exchanges. She got close to 60,000 followers, has her own podcast, has her own Substack. So coming up right now on Off the Wire is Donnie the Don next. The game plan of You Are the Power is pretty simple. We find people who are being harmed or abused or neglected or mistreated by their local governments. And uh, yeah, this is my life's work. Uh, we want to help people. This is something that has already began to affect real change. This isn't some distant, futuristic, utopic or utopian <laughs> dream. It's already happening. It's making yeah. its courts. It's making waves right now as we speak. If you want to learn how to become an effective activist and then to do actual activism and actually help people right. now, not wait for, like you said, some distant utopian future where libertarians take over the world and leave everyone alone. If you want to do that now, that's what we're doing. This next year is going to be the year that people see what liberty actually looks like. Not what it sounds like, not what our philosophy is, but what it act, the actual results and ideas, the solutions behind what we do. So that's what I'm doing with You Are The Power. I would love for you to be a part of it. Youarethepower.net. We'd love for you to uh, become a member. And uh, yeah, this is my life's work. Excellent. Thank you, Spike. Uh, you are the power.net. You are the power.net. And yes, that was yours truly also in that pr new promotional from you are the power.net. You can go sign up for free right now and get updates on everything you need from you are the power.net and what Spike is doing around the country and affecting real change. And it's going to be amazing. Yes, 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 indeed. So let's get on to it on Off the Wire. Real quick, our last sponsor of the evening, DYSDO.com. DSYDO is a libertarian-owned t-shirt company with designs intended to start a conversation. Use code CAJUN15, that's C-A-J-U-N-1-5, CAJUN15, for 15% off of your order today at DSYDO.com. Oh, I got to change that on the screen. DSYDO.com, not DYSDO. My apologies. I will fix that ASAP. With that being said, let's bring on the woman on the hour, the woman of the hour, Miss Donnie the Don. How are you? Oh, your mic is muted again. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. I can unmute the mic on Twitter just fine, but for some reason I can't remember to unmute here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all good. It's uh, it can be a, a little bit of a learning process, but one thing I have learned with Streamyard is once you get through like five minutes of dealing with it, it's super easy, and so yeah. that's why I love it. It's very cheap. It's very easy, and there's your little free sh promo there, Streamyard. Um, I love it. So, <laughs> how's everything going on your end? And um, let us give us about you know sixty seconds or so of of who you are and your background and where you've landed politically. Okay, good. I will say that I'm a regular human being. I just started recently, a few years ago, getting um, publicly active when it comes to politics. I started off with the MAGA movement. Don't hold it against me. I, I've learned and changed my ways. And um, so I ran for office at one point um, for mayor. I've also right, knocked yeah. doors, spoke at rallies, hold my own groups at when they were conservative, switching that over now. Um, I've done a lot of different things. I started doing YouTube channels and podcasts and shows. And now I've been working with different, uh, little different organizations, more so um, farmers, uh, game fowl breeders, and working with them on trying to protect them from the government because the government is attacking them heavy. Um, recently, I had just came back from Canton, Texas and uh, spoke at one of their events there. By the way, I'm also a, a, the Dallas director for the organization now, too. They nominated me for that during oh, wow. the um, state's first meeting this year, or in the last year. 
and I'm going to Oklahoma to keep up the fight at the Capitol um, on February 6th. Wow, you have got a major, major full plate. So how did you wind up taking on all this activism and uh, what drove you away from the Republican Party? You know, I actually started praying before I started researching and I started asking him what direction I need to go because something wasn't right. Um, was I going the wrong direction? What's going on? Um, I went back in 2020 and re uh, brushed myself up my constitution. I read the anti-Federalist papers. Um, I read the Federalist Papers. I started going back and looking at history again from a different lens because um, you got to look at this stuff as if your life depends on it because it does. Because you can't just look at it anymore like in college, like I want to get an A or B or C and just pass. Like um, I, my life depends on this, so I need to know how I can do it. And if people are following me and looking to me for information, I didn't know what I'm talking about. I don't have a script. Everything I do, I, I just do this on my own and I talk about it and I say it as a natural human being, no one's paying me. To do this, but I've noticed, you know, out there in the sphere out there, people get scripts and they get to talk how they want to. Um, but they, they get to talk how they're supposed to instead of actually talking about the Constitution, talking about rights and freedoms, talking about how the government is the enemy, not this left versus right um, bullshit. Excuse my French. No, you're good. No, no, I think that's excellent. So um, you wind up from the MAGA movement and then you, you, Got a feeling, and correct me anywhere I'm wrong here, you got a feeling that uh, something wasn't right. So you went and did your own history, your own research, and started viewing things through more of a maybe historically factual lens. And you said, mm -hmm. okay, this whole thing is kind of messed up. And so we need to attack this very corrupt and very abusive governmental apparatus that we have currently overlording us from a different manner and a different respect. And so that's what you've kind of decided to take on. And now you're like, Kind of a full-blown activist, right? Yeah, and honestly, I'm a I'm an anarchist at heart, but I look for allies. Who can I ally to get the closest thing to what I want? And I'm gonna say that's a libertarian party. Um, you know, before I counted them out because I fell for the okie dokie, oh, you're throwing your vote away if you go for them. Oh, you know, um, they're just like the Republicans. Why don't you just take over the Republican Party? I fell for all that crap. I ran locally, I was involved locally, I saw the politic games they play locally, and I watched Democrats and Republicans help each other win locally, I watched Democrats have seats run uncontested, I watched um, bad candidates who are not American first, who are not for liberty and freedom be endorsed by the so-called, you know, the, the MAGA king, and I'm, I'm just fed up. And then to hear him say like, you know, take the guns first, due process later, kill a drug dealer, absolutely not, that is not about liberty at all. No, none whatsoever. And, 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 you know, it's I mean, it's not funny, but it, it's still I don't know. It's kind of amusing. But at the same time, it's very, very, very alarming that when you tell people that this man actually said these things, they will just flat out deny it. And then you show them proof and they'll be like, go full QAnon. And I, that's a deep fake. I'm like, dude, I watched it live. What are you talking about? Exactly. They said, oh, maybe this someone asked him a trick question. And that's why he said what he said. No, uh, uh, Mike Pence spoke first. And he said, no, no, Mike, 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 I like to take the guns first and do process later. That's what he said. And it's like, how can you make an excuse for that and have 2A in your profile? How can you support Ron DeSantis and have 2A in your profile? Texas and Florida are not the most free states in America. Florida has red flag laws. The GOP down there, the Republicans there, they voted for it. They are not for liberty and freedom. They're liars. And I will say this. They're stealing votes from the Libertarian Party. Amen. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, we had a great comment here from Dave Davis. Libertarians tried taking over the Republican Party. Look what they did to Justin Amash. Yeah, I mean, ran him straight up out of there. He actually wound up quitting. So I actually want to stick with the theme of us uh, kind of dissecting what's going on with the GOP, especially with the recent renomination of their uh, former uh Overlord, I guess, if you want to call it that. But before we do that, <laughs> uh, give us real quick what, how you want people to follow you, your Substack, your podcast, all that. On Twitter, it's Donnie the Don underscore. Somebody beat me to that name, so there is an underscore. There is a. That's not me. There's a no post. It's a bot page. Um, it is Liberty or Else on Substack, and also Liberty or Else on Call In. But if you're on Twitter, those links are in my bio. So it's easy to find. Awesome. Very good. Very, very good. Yeah. So go to her Twitter page. Very easy to find all of her links. I've been encouraged greatly to use Linktree, but I have not done that yet because apparently I guess you can link all of your social media sites mm -hmm. in this one profile. And so I don't know if anybody else is interested in that. I'm not plugging Linktree. 
Um, I, I don't even use it, but it was just coming off the top of my head. So sticking with what we were talking about, what is your takeaway considering? So there was supposed to be a red wave in November. Didn't happen. They kept Mitch McConnell as the Senate minority leader. Uh, after all objection from the base of the conservative party, uh, they went with Kevin McCarthy anyway. And then with even more objection that most people don't know about, they wanted to reject the thinker names of Ronna McDaniel as the head of the RNC. And they reelected her again. So walk us through that. I think it's pretty simple. Um, the Republican party is not your party. They don't care what you think about at all. Um, they're going to do whatever they want to do. And you don't matter. Your voice doesn't matter. So my whole thing is, if you're trying to make a fight for something, why would you pick the side that's fighting against you over and over again? The Republican Party's been around for over 174 years. They were under other names, too. So basically, they've been around for almost 200 years. They're one of the tyrannical um, groups here, and they go back and forth switching power. And I don't see any difference, really, between the two parties at all anymore. It's just the theater, pretending like they don't like something or don't want something. So... There was no real red wave because I think people um, don't listen. They have candidates people don't like. Pick better candidates. You got better candidates, people may want to go out and vote for those people. But you got to get people in a sense to be motivated and want to go out and vote for someone and support them and give them their money. But when everyone's like, well, you're not listening to me. We're not happy about what happened to the January 6th folks. We're not happy about the vaccines. We're not happy about um, the election results, we're not happy about a lot of things, and you guys aren't listening to us. So it's like yeah. people are just not going to show up anymore. And people are like, why am I going to go and go and back and support someone if they're not going to do what we want? And I think, too, in the primaries, that's a big issue. I think the primaries are very much so rigged. Um, in Texas, I'm going to go for Texas, <clears throat> that's where I'm at. They're very much so rigged to make sure those establishment people get in. And when you watch those people who are trying to be the good guy, trying to get that spot, they will attack them by anything they possibly can, find any kind of dirt, lie, make up dirt. And it makes people who are good folks not want to run. And then you have to cost all this money to run for office, and it shouldn't be that way. If you guys just research your own candidates first, then you get the good guys that you want in office, opposed to, you know, the tyrannical people who've been there, like Greg Abbott. Why is Greg Abbott still our governor? Mm. He, he is such a dinosaur, and I, I do honestly believe that the only reason that he's still there is simply because of people like Beto O'Rourke running against him. Um, they did have a, a – and I've heard him speak a few times, but I don't know a lot about him. He obviously sounds tremendously better for the Republican Party than Greg Abbott, but I think his name is Chad Pratt or something like that. Oh, Chad Prather. That's my guy. Prather. Yeah, that's who I was looking at during the primaries. And he's pretty awesome. You know, I've got to meet him in person, like see him. He's gone to like some of the different conferences. Um, he was wanting to talk about getting rid of property taxes. And, you know, he had um, Don Humphines was a very popular um, candidate option. And there's Alan West. Out of all those options, yeah. we, we kept with Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott had like 1 million some votes in the primary. So the next highest was like 300,000. I don't know. That don't sound right. And especially after COVID, the lockdowns, what he did and what he did not do for the people. People were upset. I was upset. Like we have mass mandates in Texas. People being arrested for going to church. People being arrested for opening their businesses. How on, on earth is that constitutional by any means? They have no authority to do these things. But they did it anyways. Yeah, and it's country, and it is um, quite disturbing. I think there was I want to say the only governor that didn't lock her state down was Christy Nome. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, Nome. that's right. Yeah. Every other governor in the country locked their state down to some degree, what you know, or another. She was the only one that didn't do any lockdowns. Greg, Greg Abbott is an absolute, in my opinion, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, an absolute shill for the uh, for the establishment, for the what we like to call the deep state, which is the administrative bureaucracy state, administrative bureaucratic state. Uh, Chad Prather is on the blaze, so if you like what you're hearing from Donnie Don about Chad, you can go check him out. I have a feeling he's going to be running again, and so it, pro, trying to primary him again. I hope he switches over, his base over, to the, the right side. I think some of them are, I don't know about him, but I've seen some other people play with the idea. I've seen them posting, reposting the Mises caucus. I've seen them repost the Libertarian Party's posts. I've seen them posting different liberty-minded people's pages 
versus their same old conservative people, like the Hodge twins. I know as they've been sharing um, more Mises Caucus and Libertarian posts on their page, but I, I need them to do more than posts and just complain with the Republican Party because just complaining about it and not doing anything about it ain't gonna do nothing. It's like dating a woman and every single day she's always cheating on you and she's like, oh no, baby, I'll never do it again. And then turn around and just the next day, she does anyways, you stay with that person. No one in their right mind does that. If, you, if you're not getting what you want, you let it go. There's other options out there and people act like there are other options. I've always known there was a libertarian party, but you know, that doesn't mean like you don't do your research and like, oh, well, they can't win. I mean, imagine if the Bears decided to do that against other teams. Oh, well, I'm not going to come up and watch your team play anymore or buy your jersey because I don't think you can win. What sense does that make? Right. Are you a Cowboys fan? I'm a no one fan. I used to be a, a Colts fan. I'm from Indiana. Oh, and wow. then I switched to the Broncos because of Peyton Manning. But then I started realizing football started getting really boring and it just seemed very rigged and fake. And I was like, um, I'll watch statistics moving on so I can make money on some bets. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalism for the win. <laughs> <laughs> So what are your what are your exact thoughts on uh, Ronald McDaniel and, and the current trajectory of where the Republican Party is going? You know, I told Jeff Charles when this happened, you know, my co-host on our Liberty Spaces, um, I said, I'm actually happy it happened because how many more examples do you need to be shown the middle finger that y'all matter until y'all do something about it? It was predictable. I knew it was going to happen. And so I'm just like. What more do y'all need? And then after after all this abuse, after abuse, after abuse, and you keep doing it, y'all start looking even more crazy than the left. Yeah, I mean, it's getting really just as bad. Um, not to say it wasn't already. I think a lot of people are now waking up to the fact of how psychotic the left has gone. And they're like, oh, well, there must be another viable option. And they're looking the, at the GOP and the Republican Party where you've got a lot of sane voices or, they, you know, they they showcase that they're sane or that they're not mm -hmm. authoritarian, right? And then we all know it's all political theater behind the scenes, but it's making them look a little bit more attractive when they're actually, they're just, you know, two wheels of the same car. I think Michael Malice said it best. Republicans are just progressives doing the speed limit, right? Yeah. So they may not take your guns today, but we'll say take the guns first, due process second, we'll ban bump stocks, we'll go along with banning, uh, you know, pistol braces and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. it's, just, it's all such political theater. And I think you, you've got it right. Like how many more times are they going to give you the middle finger before you wake up and realize that these people are not for you? Can I bring us back to some history too? Remember when um, they were mad about the election, they were mad at the Republican Party, and they said, let's have a Patriot Party, and it was big old massive profiles and, and groups growing in hundreds of thousands very quickly, but they wanted a Patriot Party. What did Donald Trump say? F you. Yeah. His yeah. loyalty yeah. stays for the Republican Party, you guys. And I want you all to understand this. I didn't see this before, but he, when he first was running for the primaries to be president, he signed a, a, a loyalty pledge. And so... You could have, like, with the influence that Trump had at that time, before some people may have realized he wasn't really the person they, they thought he was when it pertained to liberties and freedoms, he could have had another party that could have been probably bigger than the Libertarian Party at the time. And then, you know, but he didn't do it. But here's my thing is, if these people were saying, you know what, I want to not join the Libertarian Party because I, I don't think we can win. But you're the same people who wanted the Patriot Party. Why don't you all move that energy over to some a, a party that's established that has... um Look at their platform. They are the, the closest thing I have seen at all to the Constitution that we have in this country today. Right. So are you guys just following Trump because you're worshiping him? Or do you actually want liberty and freedom? Yes, start asking yourself questions. Why are you fighting? Why do you care? And and, and who do you think uh, is given this authority? So if you think that Donald mm -hmm. Trump, Republican Party, Democrat Party, the government, the police, the judges, anyone has authority as human beings over you, you got to step back and start doing your research and read people like Lysander Spooner. <laughs> he woke me up to a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Love me yeah. some Lysander Spooner. Yeah, yeah, me too. So, yeah, whether the Constitution be the one thing or another, this much is sure. It, was, it either permitted the current uh, government that we have or it was powerless to stop it. Either way, it's an unfit to exist. While I might disagree in some sentiment to the last statement, if it were followed, it would be 
fantastic because it's the greatest documentation in the history of the world to mitigate the expansion and corruption of the federal government. And in less than 300 years, it got completely out of control. Once I came to terms with that, that's when I started considering that there is no real reason for me to advocate for any sort of state whatsoever. And that's when I really started to, be, to entertain the idea of, you know, anarchy being not chaos. That's chaos. That's why anarchy has its own work and chaos has its own word. I have to explain this constitution. Mm -hmm. Conservatives, there's chaos. There's, there's anarchy. Okay. Anarchy is law and order with no rulers. Meaning we, but we have to have some sort of shared reality. And so that's kind of what we got to get back. Some sort of moral base. Uh, I think you're a Christian. I'm a Christian for sure. And, uh, it, you know, we could easily succeed in a moral just society that has some sort of shared value. I don't need the police whatsoever, which we're about to get into very quickly, because that is something that I have to pray to Jesus about consistently, because I'm not supposed to hate anyone. So that's why I started wording my stuff is I don't hate cops, but I hate the entity of law enforcement. And when I say I hate them, I mean it with a bitter disdain, a bitter mm -hmm. disdain. And so um, before I, before we get into the young man, uh, the, the video clip of the young man that just got murdered in Atlanta. Let me ask you this on a, on a very candid level for somebody that's being you know very articulate, very intelligent and very outspoken. What is it? Have you faced a ton of backlash? So like somebody I follow on there, Adam Coleman, he's like president of non-Blackistan or something like that on Twitter. And I see him posting a bunch of racist stuff from white liberals. How much crap have you gotten as a black woman from the progressive white left or any part of the left whatsoever about not just conforming to the Democrat Party? I got zero from the, the left, more so from the right. And I did a, a test tweet. I don't know if you saw it or not. Did you? I'm not sure. I haven't been on Twitter much today. OK, this is from yesterday. I saved it for us. Wow. Um, so I said, let me do an experiment. I said, I'm going to show you all something. Come back and tell me what happened. Watch my next tweet and the results of the said tweet. That got 24 likes, right? Then I said this, how can the loss of black life cause five, hold on, blah. How can the loss of black life caused by five black officers be linked to white supremacy if systematic racism is the issue? Hmm. That's like what the right is saying, right? And the left, well, I've been on different spaces and had a discussion. My whole point of this here is the fact that the this was a state sanctioned murder. Um, the police got there and beat the crap out of someone. If me, you, and, and some of our crew decided to go beat up somebody and kick them in the side of the head, hold on, let's, let's start over. Pull up to their car, yank them out of their car, throw them on the yeah. ground, and start kicking, talking crap, and comply, comply, comply. You know what? That's a crime. We would all be in big trouble, right? But when someone's in a uniform, you got people over here saying, well, he should have complied. How could he have, have an opportunity to comply? They yanked him out of the car initially. So on the left side, they're like, yeah, we see that. And on the right, they're like, well, why is the left? They're responding to the left, the white supremacy piece. Let me tell you why I have a piece of issue with why people are mad about the white supremacy thing. If we look at why the police departments were here in the first place and how they've operated still to this day and how they do target the certain industries, just because those cops were black doesn't mean they're not using the same formula. And a lot of times where you, if you've ever been in some of these spaces, a lot of times these black cops will be more brutal to the people who look like them than they are to someone of another color. And so when it comes down to how the system has been working, I think we should take it to um, a consideration of the outrage. But I will say those people on the political pundit left side um, is more so doing it for attention and for division. But I, they're not talking about the history and going in the back. I lose you. I don't see you anymore. So... Oh. Sorry, I was coughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> that coughing Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. But, but they don't consider the historical reasons and the same why, the reason why we have police departments in the first place and the black codes and things of that nature being targeted in the community. And then and then you have people on the right just saying, oh, look at this. There are black people doing this. But they would have a different story if it was white cops doing it to, um, oh, wait, if it was black cops doing it to a white guy, they, was, they would do the right stuff. And so I think that people have to look at each case by case situation. And then I think once you actually go back in history, because I have to do this, I was one of those kind of people who would have um, agreed with that tweet I put up. And that's we got over 600 likes and the other one had 24. And then a lot of other ones don't get the kind of traction. I know exactly what I can say to get a whole bunch of likes, retweets, because that's how the right is. They're just group think, oh, yeah, we, we like this, guys. Yeah. And then the left, 
nobody gave me crap from the left. I actually was really happy to hear from someone like myself and saying what I said. I didn't make it about white supremacy at all. It didn't have to come up. The fact is the state is murdering people. And I see that they're getting in charge for something, but this man's life is gone. He's what justice is he really going to get? Because he's 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 not here anymore. The cops, a human being, has a right to take your life. We have a right to life, liberty, property, and a pursuit of happiness. So no one should have any kind of power to take that away from you. That's what we should really be talking about. Amen. Amen. I love that. Actually, um. I'm very much the same in regards when it comes to law enforcement. I don't get much pushback from the left whatsoever. Um, even though I've commented on several of the pages talking about like these cops, they don't care about what color your skin is. They're just tyrants. They will murder you. Like you said, like I use all the time, the state state sponsored violence and they will, there is no law in which they will not murder you to enforce. And we can go back through how many stories, uh, loose cigarettes, dude sleeping in his own bed. I mean, a dude crawling down the hallway because he didn't follow the exact game of Simon says in a hotel was murdered and dude is still getting a pension for it. I mean, you right. can go through so many examples of this. And so I get pushback. And even the dumbest comments you can imagine, I'm sure you've seen it too, Donnie. Freaking like, oh, well, we need context. What do I, what context do I need to see five cops pinning a dude down while some other cop kicks him, stomps him in the face? There is no context needed for that. Well, These people me- are simping. Let me let me agree with them on the context because I need some context for something. Why was there initial stop in the first place? Where's the evidence he actually broke a law or had a traffic violation? If they had it, they would have showed it. So why did they target this man and pull up an unmarked vehicles and yanked him out of his car and ask for no license or insurance or nothing? And people talking about, well, he ran, he fled. So you you have a right to be murdered because you ran. You have a right to be kidnapped by anybody who's because of a badge and uniform one. Who gave them the authority to, uh, to kidnap you out of your bedroom and kick in your place? Oh, the judge should have permission to come and kidnap you. So I'm going to do that. We got to start calling it kidnapping and not arrest because that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, and that, I love the fact that you just said that because as soon as we can uh, rearrange the culture of language in which we use to apply to these circumstances, the faster mm-hmm. we can actually change the atmosphere of the country and the way these people think about it. Uh, and that's what it is. We're not trying to. We're actually not the ones manipulating the con- the the content of the conversation or the etymological differences between each different. They are the ones doing that. This is kidnapping. This is mm-hmm. murder. Okay, this isn't uh, we came and took him into custody when you grab somebody in the middle of the night in the middle of their bedroom, you know, and, and then the defense, it, like in um, the one that made me very angry, they all make me angry. And to, look, to be honest with you, Donnie, and everyone, I could not watch the Memphis tape. The reasons why is because I've got to look out for my own mental health, and I've seen so many of these videos. And I hate these people so I hate this entity so much that mm. I can't. I'm done. I've seen enough. I can't do it any longer because it's just so damaging to me personally. And that's what I put up on my Twitter um, is that here's the video. I can't watch it. I told myself I wouldn't because all it does is just deteriorate my state of mental health to a degree to where I, I get violently angry, not in the physical sense, but in the mental sense, that's damaging to myself and to my wife and children that live under the house with me. So I couldn't watch it, but um, I did put that out there. By the way, I did not see your tweet and with your following, you're shadow banned. And as you well know, almost everything you post, I either like or comment on just to keep you in my algorithm. Even if it's not something that I'm even relating to whatsoever, I'll like it just like trying to drive you into my algorithm and it still is not working. So if y'all could, please, there's a lot of y'all that are going to go now follow her on Twitter. Make sure you're doing the same thing. Even if it's not something that you're relating to whatsoever, like it, get her into the algorithm so we can try to fix this. And if you know of any tricks on how to remove, cause I've seen people doing that where they get on their computer and they can go and look at their actual profile and see mm-hmm. what kind of bands are on there. I haven't done that yet. I have heard that is, um, an option though so we got to get that shadow ban off of you because what you say is almost every time so important it's never anything that's like i don't hardly ever remember anything that's not relatable but i just throw that clause in there just in case and here's a comment from jeff charles 
uh, limited government, quote unquote. Conservatives try to tell me we shouldn't be angry about this murder because police brutality is, quote unquote, rare. Make it make sense. I, okay, I haven't heard that one. And I'm going to let you respond to that because, wow. They do. They, they pull up statistics and say, well, there's more black on black killings and there's more murders than police officers are killing people. Why are we justifying any murder at all? Here's my thing. I have to say exactly. this. People got to get back to their humanity again. This is not about left versus right, this bullcrap game of the fact that this is a human being who lost his life. His family doesn't have them here anymore. Their life's been taken away. So no one cares until it's someone they care about. No one cares until it's themselves. You gotta start caring now. Because when these all these other laws were going on a long time ago when they when they target different minority groups, not just blacks. You like I said, I have the game right. foul. They're a minority group. They're being targeted, but no one's talking about them like that because that's not a hot topic. No one both sides are actually equally in on trying to take their rights away. Now, and also different minority groups, the Amish, you know, these people all these different groups are being targeted, but no one cares until it starts bothering them. And by that time it's almost too late because we haven't been paying attention. We didn't care enough in the first place. We got to start caring now. You know how mad he was just talking about looking at what the state did and murdered somebody? That's how we all should be. Our enemy is the government, and this government is ran by Democrats and Republicans, and they've been running this for a long time. I don't hear any Republicans talk about repealing all the socialist laws that Democrats put in place. I don't hear that. They just keep it going, and they're like, okay, that's another piece of power out of my pocket, Um, so I'm just going to keep on having it and use it. They don't care about repealing any kind of unconstitutional laws with marijuana. You know, they took it away and made it illegal. Now we bring it back to you guys with stipulations, regulations, taxes, all these things. They were giving your rights back. You, they had never had the right to take them in the first place. Who on earth as a human being can outlaw a plant that grows here naturally by our creator and turn around and say it's illegal, but you are required to take my man-made drugs. Who paid them God? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely out of control what you're saying right there and there's a i don't know how far you've been down the rabbit hole of why they made cannabis illegal in the first place but i have the uh i have some a little bit of history about that for anybody who's willing to to listen um and you can go back and verify this to the best of your ability Uh, give me like 30 seconds i ain't gonna take long but apparently there was a giant paper company in that era and that giant paper company was raking in the money and had some politicians in their back pocket. And the hemp industry was competing with them. While at the same time, all of your Rockefeller petrochemical based uh, medicinals were starting to come to the surface. What we call big pharma. Right. And we know how much cannabis does. And I know this scientifically. Cannabis is the number one natural anti-inflammatory on the planet, on the planet. And almost every one of your problems and diseases comes from inflammation. So in order for these specific group of people to make the money that they needed to make, why on earth would they allow cannabis to continue? But speaking to your broader point, what we did, in my opinion, was outsource our own political power to representatives under a, under the guise that our constitutional republic was sacred and these people were going to take it seriously when, in fact, they never did in the first place. The minute they grabbed power and they kept it. And that's it, period. I want to add something to what you just said. Bless you. Um, people, people always act like, you know, oh, this is a Republican take cannabis. They want to get rid of it. That's something else Republicans don't speak up on because they agree when the other side makes unconstitutional laws. FDR, that was under FDR. He's a big deal with that. He was trying to do a tax on it. Supreme Court ruled that was unconstitutional and then turn around and use Congress, which was predominantly Democrat on the House and the Senate voted to make it illegal and good old FDR, their, their, their pride and glory, their socialist mother trucker signed that crap and made it illegal. And they were making campaign commercials, make people look crazy. They smoke weed. They were jumping out the windows. They would go crazy and attack people. Like it was insane. They were making these videos, scaring people and people are just, I'm not terrified. I need security. Here's all my liberties. Take them, please. I don't want them anymore. Yep. And that's exactly how how much was that we've seen that over the decades but how much of that was amplified over the last three years which to me was quite alarming because as somebody who's come from the uh I'm, I'm a military veteran but i have an extensive medical background that i've talked about with my audience so that they know when i'm talking about medicine i'm not talking out of my rectum um 
not, I hate the appeal to authority argument, but people ask for it. They're like, eh, make sure you tell everybody you're not just, you know, talking. And so <clears throat> it's amazing to me over the past three years, the most shocking part of it was exactly what you just said. I'm scared. And when you say take my freedom and take my liberty, they weren't just saying that. They were very loud and demonstrably uh, authoritarian. And I want to take yours too. Hers needs to go. His needs to go. And go ahead and take mine while you're at it. Yep. My Sandra yeah. Spooner said something about that once. That any, um, uh, I can't memorize it completely, but I'm working on it, you gal. That a man's natural rights are his own. And a, dang. <laughs> a man's natural rights are his own, regardless if um, anyone who infringes on those rights are, that's a crime. And regardless if it's one man calling himself a robber or one man calling him some, something else or millions calling themselves a government, it's a crime. And people have to understand that someone infringing on your rights is a crime. I actually think these politicians have to pay a crime for their fraud and their campaigns and stealing from us and robbing us of our rights and freedoms. Like some people that, oh, you know, I'm going to pay off your student loans and that's free money. Like that's a lie. It's fraud. You're bribing people for votes. That's illegal. Yeah, very illegal. Insider <laughs> trading, bribing people for votes. I mean, the. The whole system is corrupt, and I don't want everybody to think this is a, a giant black pill situation because there yeah. are very many white pills. Uh, first and foremost, what we have to do is first internally focus on ourselves. Then we get our own house in order, and then we work on our local community, and we work on it via uh, nullification of federal injustices. You know, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that federalism can win and will win and has won in big ways very recently. And so the last part of it, I want to get into what you had suggested that one of your biggest topics that fires you up is federalist versus anti-federalist. And I really want to let you rant on this one uh, real quick before we jump into it. Tell everybody where you want them to follow you. Um, Donnie the Dawn underscore on Twitter. And if you go to my Twitter account, you will see that there are links for my Substack, which is uh, Liberty or Else. Same for my podcast, Liberty or Else. And also, I forgot to plug in Gab.com. So if y'all like Gab.com, another free speech platform, I'm on there heavy as well. I'm not shadow ban there. <laughs> uh, no. no isn't, isn't Gab pretty open to everyone? Like Everything. Yeah. Everything. There's even people using the N-word all the time, and they can be ridiculous. But hey, that's your free speech to, to say what you want to say. Now I know I don't want to fuck with you anyways, and I'll just block you. It's that simple. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Jeff Charles says status are easy, easily manipulated by fear. It's why they make themselves feel more secure by controlling other people. Oh man, I couldn't have said that better. Very well said, Jeff. So anti-federalist versus federalist. Where do you want to start? And I really want you to break this down for us because I think I know where you're going to go on this. I don't want to assume anything. And I absolutely love this topic. So basically just go. So I'm going to start off with saying the anti-federalists were correct. I say they're the right side of the aisle. If you go and read the anti-federalist papers, they point out all the different things that they were fearful of what was going to happen with the new constitution. So first of all, the constitution, these people who are saying, oh, everyone wants a constitution. We need this. We need to get money and um, build a military. We need to have um, appointed to make taxes and make decisions as a collective with the states. And so what it, what it did was it took militias out of the states when they were talking about, you know, well, hey, um, Patrick Henry warned that, hey, if we do this, we're going to end up with zero muskets in the states. And as you're seeing what we're watching out today, they're trying to make that that come true. So a lot of things are being warned are happening. So they said, OK, well, if you have this constitution, where are there going to be any kind of balance or checks and balances? How are you going to hold these people accountable? You think people are going to be politicians, going to be good and not doing anything wrong? Where's the accountability with that? Um, also, when it has to do with um, when it comes to the trade and the states work on their own trade themselves. Now we have the, the, the federal government and the Congress have decided to extend their own power and have the commerce um, department. And then you, and they're creating laws that have nothing to do necessarily with commerce against us. I don't know if you knew this or not, but the census is under the commerce department. I don't know if you knew that. Did you know that? 
I, I knew that the uh, census was on the commerce department, but literally, that's where my knowledge of the census lives and dies at the end of it. Yeah, then that's that's about all I need anyways. Because the fact is, like, they're your your their numbers, right? They're counting how many of us are, and we're cattle to them. I think that's enough evidence that shows that we're just livestock to these people. Um, the other big thing is with the Order of Confederations. That was actually the Constitution, the first Constitution. You know, I actually put a poll up. I asked people how many constitutions have America had. People said one. I think seventy percent really? said one. And then someone goes, "Well, I don't count the Article of Confederation as a constitution, but it was our first wow. piece wow. of law of our land." Yeah. yeah. Another thing I loved about um, the Article of Confederation was you don't you wouldn't have these um, people just living in D.C. forever. They come every once in a while. If there was a politician they did not like, they should shuffle them out. Okay, we don't like you. Don't you're not going back. You done jacked up. I like how they wouldn't have like special nobility um, and getting special treatment like they do today, as if there's some kind of kings and queens that was not allowed back then under the Article of Confederation. And so what these anti-federalists were saying is, uh, yeah, definitely not. It's about liberty and freedom. You guys, we fought a tyrannical war with the government that we have in place now, the biggest um, the biggest empire in the entire world. But then now you say we need to have a new constitution. Y'all going behind, behind closed doors and doing secret um, constitutions and doing things together. And then not only were they trying to force it, they were bullying other states like Rhode Island into um ratifying the constitution. The constitution was not legally ratified on um, September 17, um, 1787 because um, Rhode Island came in 89. So you had to have, uh, in that constitution, you had to have all 13 states to do it, but they were already using it and enforcing it. So they're already illegally, according to the first constitution, to have set up this constitution we have today. But here's my thing I think is interesting. If you, if you think about the federalist side and their arguments, because that's the side I was fighting. I feel like a lot of people who are more statists tend to side with the federalists. That's what we were taught in school. I don't recall ever being taught about the anti-federalists. They were brought up like, oh, yeah, there were some guys who disagreed, but they were wrong. The federalists were right. That's how I was taught in my um, underage school, the secondary school, and then in college. I was taught the same thing. Oh, we got to praise Hamilton. we got to praise um, um Washington, we got to praise all these other big name people. Um, and it's just crazy to me, you know, when people haven't read it yet or they haven't studied it at all. I'm still going back and reading it. I've read through them already, but I keep going back and back and seeing what pieces I've missed or how it can apply to today. You know, we have to always be studying in order to, you know, gain wisdom. We can't stay um, still. We have to always grow and want to learn more. And so um, when it comes down to it, I prefer if we would went back to a version of the Article Confederations. We have our sovereign states. They run their own um, states and everything. But the states have their problems too with their governments. They had they had the same division with parties, factions. They were talking about that the federal government has today. Now, also, the Bill of Rights was not included with the Constitution. No, no, that was not included. That came from the anti-federalists fighting for that. And so they said, well. The reason why we don't have um, a Bill of Rights is because if you start listing rights out, that's what the federal side says. If you start listing people's rights out, then somebody get this and the government can abuse their authority. And so that's where the Ninth Amendment comes in play here. Like, OK, just because we missed it and that's why we didn't list it doesn't mean it's not a right. But that Ninth Amendment gets ignored all the time. I rarely hear anybody, a public figure, talk about the Ninth Amendment. I've heard libertarians talk about it. I've heard independents talk about it. But where are the Democrats and Republicans with the Ninth Amendment? Well, they don't care about the Constitution whatsoever. And I'll add something else, too, about what you were saying earlier, is that, um, to my knowledge, growing up in um, elementary school and high and middle school and high school, I don't remember ever hearing once, even once, about the Federalist Papers. Really? My, uh, the Articles of con, uh, Confederation. Yeah, I, I don't remember Oh, the Articles of Confederation, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I, and especially not anti-Federalist, especially not dissent. The, one of the biggest things that I remember learning in school was basically like our founding fathers being the greatest in history and, and they all consented and they all agreed. And they're, you know, it was like just this one giant uh, agreement fest on how we should make the most perfect union or build towards the most perfect union and where some of the it conceptually is correct on some levels, but so much of the nuance and so much of the details were just completely shoved into the closet and, and into the dark and out of the light. 
And you know what's crazy too? Right after the Constitution comes in place, you already have people abusing their power immediately right afterwards. Um, you know what happened with Thomas Jefferson um, and, and Aaron Burr, right? They act like Aaron Burr was just some terrible traitor and he was this horrible thing and they had to do it elections and look like that's probably the first election that was stolen. <laughs> the, basically, was that the first one? Because Washington was disappointed, right? Because he wasn't necessarily elected by people in elections. Yeah, he, he didn't want to be president at all. Uh, I don't know if you. I, I've been look, I don't know. He. I'm. I'm looking at some of these people's backgrounds before they came over here. Um. And I'm looking at they come from money because if you. That's another important thing too. These federals were attorneys, lawyers, merchants. They were rich. Yeah. They're the ones who had the slaves. A lot of them were in the South, by the way. And then your anti-federalists were the ones who were poor, uh, working class people, um, labor workers, people who didn't have much, small small time farmers. And so when you look at today, when we have an issue with, you know, people say, I have an issue with illegal immigration because they're taking our jobs. But look at the anti-federalists back there. It's like, man, I'm trying to get a job, but y'all are having people work for free. You're getting people from other countries. They fought against bringing in and importing more slaves in, in America. Uh, Rhode Island, when they were saying, finally, fine, fine, you got me. You've bullied me into this damn constitution. I'm going to go ahead and sign it. But they listed no more importing slaves from the Atlantic slave trade. But no one talks about it. Just all the founding fathers, everyone said they're all racist people. They all own slaves. And that's not true because only those who have money get on slaves. I mean, how can you pay for them if you don't have the money for it? So yeah, it's interesting, you know, to look at the aspects of what, the Federalists versus the Anti-Federalists were. It was, it's the elite versus the people. Yet again, they just have different names. Hmm. That's, that's very well said. Um, I would love to, to go deeper off into you. You're much more uh, educated in this department than I am. It's something I still need. I'm, back, I'm actually more educated on world history, specifically in regards to dictatorships like Pol Pot, Mussolini, Lenin, Stalin, uh, Zing de Mao, people like that. Um, and you got me on that. That's what we can learn yeah, from each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, you clean <laughs> off each other, right? You pick pick mm-hmm. up pick up what other people are dropping off. And I need to do a much better job of learning American history. I'm tracking you, and I know uh, you know a little bit of what you're saying, but you're very knowledgeable in that subject. I think you should do your own space, or you and Jeff do a space together, whatever, or maybe even your own show. Maybe you've already done this to where maybe you do like a three part series, like a lot of pastors do on sermons where you just break down incrementally in sections uh, the anti-federalist versus the federalist, because I think this is so important. I think people really have, and and there's a myriad of reasons to why they have lost sight of why the federal government really is more insignificant than it's made it to be. I I think most of it's propaganda and media driven. It's very much entertainment politics when it comes to the federal government, when it comes to federal elections, while it's really your local sheriffs and your mayors and your state legislators and your city councils who have by far the most impact on your life. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the sheriff department. Like all those you just said, absolutely right. Your sheriff departments, your judges, who are writing the warrants? Who is the one telling the cities they can't do what they're doing? Who can tell the federal government? Who can tell the state? That's going to be your sheriff. And so myself personally, I mean, I wish I would be a sheriff, but I know I'm just not, you know, cut for that. But I will try. I will support a badass sheriff that's for liberty and freedom as a libertarian, you know, who actually has read the Constitution and believes in upholding their oath and not just for guns, but for all of them. All of our rights. All of our rights. All of them all the time, no matter what, for sure. Jeff Charles says we got to make local sexy again. Um, that's hilarious because I actually made that slogan on another podcast, uh, <laughs> and, and they coined it and it went shot around the internet. And I said make a make a local make local politics sexy again. Uh, that's hilarious. Absolutely. I made it all the way back around to Jeff. Uh, Sarah says <laughs> I hear you, Noel. That would be incredible. What she's talking about is you doing like a three part podcast or or you know a multi parted multi yeah part. Uh, Twitter spaces doing the anti-federalist versus the federalist. Uh, she also says, uh, Sarah says, Donnie, I don't have a Twitter account, girl. Where else can I follow or chat with you as a community? Sorry if I missed that. Um, here, about, how about this? Oh, let me give you my email address. I need, I'm going to have a new one soon because you're going to hear what it sounds like. You're like, yeah, you need to change it soon. It is the red sense info at gmail.com you can email me personally also isn't like since when or since yes. is in like money 
No, so, like since so, like since like you know your senses when you touch your skin and you smell eyes. Ah, uh, so say it again because I'm putting it on here so everybody on the screen can see it. The it's red sense. The red sense info at gmail.com. And also, like, I don't mind if people are able to help me get to their locations. I don't mind coming and talking to your community. And, and I should have plugged that as well. <laughs> I need to start doing that more often. Um, coming to people's communities and talking to them and helping teach, you know, what you know what we can do to protect ourselves. First thing is we need to know what we're protecting. So if you want me to come in and be a part of that, I'll do that. Shoot an email and we can get it planned. That's awesome. What other projects are you working on? I am working on um, trying to do like Jeff and I do have our own Liberty or else um, like conventions, but fun in Kentucky. We're looking at, try, we we're trying to do it in April, but it's looking like we may have to push it back because we haven't heard back from the guy yet or who owns a property, but it's acres upon acres and acres. Like people can come and bring their RVs and camp out there. Um, have cornhole and do fun things and have people come up and talk about um, liberty and freedom. And I want to introduce people to the Gamefowl community because they've been painted a particular way in the media. Um, same thing I want for Texas, but Texas right now is looking like more of a hotel convention kind of setting. Um, yeah. yeah, so and some, some other projects I'm working on too is I'm going to start writing some letters to the AGs because, um, you know, they were doing it with guns, but I want them to do it, you know, here in our states. It doesn't matter what, what you know, party you're a part of, you have the, you need to do something here. And so I'm, I'm formulating different letters to write to them so that they can start, you know, doing the right thing in our state and keeping some of these federal laws from being enforced in our states if they get passed. And most times they will get passed, but we have, we're always on the defense, we need to get on the offense. Um, some of the, some of the other few other things that I'm doing is I'm going to restart up my podcast again. Um, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and be on camera. But um, I'm I'm trying to raise the funds to get myself a green screen and better lighting, um, and um, I'm gonna have to get another monitor, boop, you know, so I can share my screen. And I'm actually gonna start playing police videos and showing and asking the audience questions on what they seen was right, what was wrong, um, what the the person who's being um, kidnapped um, do wrong, like talk when they show me talking, trying to talk themselves out of a ticket or talk themselves like getting uh, kidnapped. Um, and looking at what the cops did, do, they did that was unconstitutional. Like, you know, when they pull you immediately out of your car and start going through your pockets, where's your warrant? Because stop and frisk, your person is also protected with our rights. So those are the kind of things I want to start doing. And people like violence, apparently, and they like inter it's entertainment to get watch even any kind of regular fighting video or cops doing certain things. So I think this will be a good way to help teach and educate people on what our rights are and stick. That sounds amazing. Yes, let me know how I can help. Um, a okay. couple of comments quick, real quick here, and then we'll get up out of here. Uh, Pat Kirby, filmmaker 58. Pat Kirby, you've probably seen him in your Twitter comment section. Oh, I love Pat Kirby. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. Pat Kirby, <laughs> great podcast. Thank you, Pat. Uh, thank you, Donnie. Really, this has been all her just killing it. Uh, Sarah says that email is kind of catchy, though. Thank you, Donnie. Yeah, of course. Hook up with you. I love this question right here. I have never thought about this, and I fully endorse uh, the only next step would be to just abolish the police immediately. I, I personally am of the opinion that we should abolish police in urban areas. I cannot be on board with abolishing police completely yet because it would devastate the poorer communities, specifically black and brown communities. There's just way too much violence there. What we need is more of them and much better training, much better funding. Uh, but I'm okay with abolishing police one step at a time. So let's see what Logic Rex says well, here. Well, about this, though, too. Why don't we just have our sheriff departments? At least our sheriff is elected. There's some kind of accountability with who the sheriff is. Those police departments, they're appointed by your, either your city manager, who's not elected, or your council member. So perhaps instead of, you know, okay, let's get rid of the police department and not have any replacement, how about we expand our sheriff departments instead of, you know, having the, the unchecked uh, power of the uh, police departments in our cities? No, that, that's actually a better first step than what I'm saying. So let's abolish the city police departments and replace all of your police departments with sheriff-led department so that somebody is accountable to the police. That's a great first step. And how anybody could be against, that's a great idea. But how anybody could be against it, I don't know. I mean, but then again, I'm baffled every day by the ignorance and, and just hive mind of the people of this country. So 
but that's a great point. That 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 should happen immediately. There's no reason why it shouldn't. Question for Donnie. Could flipping civil asset forfeiture on its head be added into the revoking of qualified immunity? Like victims get the cops pension and assets as well. I love it. Ooh, love it. that's fire. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Because that's justice, though. Think about it. So when, when something is taken from you and or your you know, what, what is the value of your liberty and freedom? It's very, very valuable, obviously, or the government wouldn't be taking it from you all the time. I think there should be that will be a very good incentive for them to stop doing it in the first place. This is my other thing real quick, too, is like say someone steals um, a candy bar that's worth like three dollars right at the grocery store and they go to jail for four years. The justice to me would make more sense is give pay back what you stole or give back the candy bar opposed to throwing them in the cage for a, a three dollar candy yeah. bar. Yeah, I mean, well, it makes no sense whatsoever that we should be arresting people for petty crimes in the first place. Um, that to me, kidnapping, seems, kidnapping. It, it's uh, uh, we should not be kidnapping people. Yes, thank you very much. I mean, that's so important because I talk about this all the time, not just in the realm of politics, but in the realm of Christianity as well. Changing our language will change our mental atmosphere and where our focus needs to be. It literally will have that effect. That's why there's so much power in vocabulary and power in words. Um, yep. Logic Rex, I love that idea. All elected by the people as it should be. A government for the people, of the people, and by the people. Jeff and Cole. with our consent. <laughs> with our consent. With the <laughs> consent of the governed. Mm -hmm. I love that, says Jeff Charles. They think twice about stealing your crap if they might have to pay up. I'm putting it on the list, Donnie. Amen. Thank you. Yes. Uh, personally, I think 1000% without question, civil, ass civil asset forfeiture, if we're going to abolish anything, it needs to go immediately. There's no way that that is, number one, it's not, let's forget constitutional. Just think about basic human decency. Civil mm -hmm. asset forfeiture is an absolute abomination of the law and justicism. Line it up along another, uh, you know, alongside of uh, many atrocities, but civil asset forfeiture is unbelievable. And here's something that I didn't know. That's really just a term that runs in libertarian circles. The vast majority of people don't even know, have never heard the term civil asset forfeiture. I spoke at a libertarian event in Pennsylvania last year. People had to explain what civil asset forfeiture was when I raised up the, the idea. Uh, Glenn Beck on his show over the last couple of months has been talking about civil asset forfeiture. And when he kicked it off, he literally had to tell his audience, you probably don't know what civil asset forfeiture is. Here's what it is. And this is what's been happening in your country by your law enforcement. And so Mike, yeah, good for him. Great. When I, I tweeted about, it, I said, when people like Glenn Beck are starting to talk about how evil, evil, and I don't take that word lightly. I mean, it evil civil asset forfeiture is, that's a win. That's a net positive. Dude has millions of people that listen to him in the party that holds half the quote-unquote power in this country. So we need this and we need it now. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things I've been fighting with with the, the game foul community. They, they When they, they're accused of something, they will go and seize their property. They will take any equipment, anything. They're actually signing a new um, bill you also look up. They're going to call it the bill. Uh, you know, they have catchy names so people disagree with it. So make sure you look right. at HR 9309. They're trying to make it to where they can take civil stuff. Civil, they can have rec um, different groups can come in and take your stuff. So these people can are, are, be, are colluding with police departments, federal government, or state government, all these different agencies to steal from people. It, like, let's create a law so we can steal from you. And that's exactly what it is. And, they're, and they're, they're, um, your roostermen are being targeted, and that's why I've been working with them so hard, because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that this was going on. But, you know, but, you know, Jeff got to meet them. They're not, they're not who they were painted as in the media. So it's just interesting, like all these different groups, like they, like I said, people are not going to start caring and stuff starts happening to them. Yep. Yep. And not just that, they, we, we need to be uh, at the forefront in these outside of our own group thinking, explaining to these people what's going on. Be ready with receipts because we know this stuff is going on. It's verifiable. It's very easily researchable and we could show it right there in their face and say, this is happening. Donnie, I'm going to ask yeah. you one more time. Tell everybody where to follow you and how we can support you. 
um, go to Donnie the Don on Twitter, um, underscore, Donnie the Don, underscore, and the link for the Substack is pinned as my pinned tweet. Um, if you are going to listen to my podcast, it's going to be in the link where it's like a podcast symbol. It's a call-in app. And in the call-in app, you guys, it's, it's audio just like this, a podcast. But you guys can actually, you know, request microphones and have discussions like we do now. And you can type in the chat on call-in. Call-in is a pretty cool tool. Um, my only reason why I took a break from it for a little while was because I didn't have access to my RSS feed. But it's free. But they give you a lot of, it's a free tool. Like, you know, with the, um, what's the other one, Bean Pod. They, they charge a fee for certain features. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't charge you anything to have it. And they have like a list of ranking on how well you're doing. So I, I liked it. And actually, honestly, they actually sent me um, my um, equipment, my my microphone and my little Zoom box thing. I used to connect to the sound and everything. I'm not using it today, y'all, so if it sounds a little crazy. But um, they actually sent me that. And then that, and that was like $500 worth of equipment. It was, didn't have to do that, but they did. So that's why I still want to rock with them. I just got to figure out how to, you know, upload it somewhere else, you know, instead of them having complete control of the RSS feed. Right. Wow. I'm sorry. I just gave them a plug, too. (laughs) (laughs) We we both did it a couple of times that show. It ain't no big deal. Donnie, thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait to have you back on again, and we'll do more of a detailed format to where maybe you and I'll sit for a couple of weeks and try to work out questions and context because – I think there's a lot more to what you and I can deliver on this show. And I think the people absolutely want it. Some of it can be history based. Some of it can be active activism based, uh, whatever you and I specifically, you know, you more importantly decide upon, but I, I love this. Thank you so much. Uh, give us your final thoughts. I want to say thank you very much for having me on. Um, you know, you could not have me on and no one could hear what I have to say. And those people who are in the audience who are listening, I appreciate you for taking your time this evening to listen to us have this conversation because sometimes it's not the sexy conversation, right? It's not the hottest news and clickbait, but this this stuff matters. And the fact that y'all are here matters. So please, please make sure y'all keep coming back. Um, share this discussion with other people. If you can send it to people on your Facebook, send them on your Twitter account, send it anywhere you can send a link so people can take a listen. If you're on Reddit, put it on Reddit, you know, so people can hear what we're talking about and see some different faces. You never know. Someone may say something different that someone else has been saying and it resonates with them better. But you guys are amazing. I appreciate it. I can't come back. I can't wait to come back. That is awesome, Donnie. Thank you so much. Uh, we're gonna leave. We're gonna leave you with one final. I know I said that earlier, but I love this one. Uh, Logic Rex says, "Thank you for the live. This was awesome. Always love seeing Donnie up there wrecking it. Thank you, Logic Rex. Thank you, Donnie the Don. You are amazing. I can't wait to do this again, and I will see you very soon. See you soon, guys. Bye. Bye. Absolutely incredible. We made sure that we got her." Info out there multiple times at Donnie the Don underscore on Twitter. You can find everything else right there on her profile, her Substack, her YouTube, or I mean her podcast, all that. Look forward to hearing more from her because she's an amazing voice. She's you know got more followers than I do on Twitter. So I would say she's an upcoming star, but she's she's further than me at this point. And so, but I just want to direct as many people that are in my camp into her camp and we all just join forces because we are all one team. We're going to disagree on some things. Naturally, we're human beings that fall under different camps. That's why libertarianism has such a wide umbrella. It's such a large, massive tent. Okay. Don't worry about that. We are all on the same team. I want all of you to go to her and then we'll get some of her people to come here and we'll all figure out how to do this and work together as a team and as one giant platform operating as many individual voices in our community, spreading individualism and liberty and really trying to regain back the ground we lost because we've lost so much ground. It makes it look like it's an unbelievably impossible uphill battle. That is a blatant lie. No, it's not. We are the power. You are the power. Just like the video I showed earlier. Don't forget to go to youarethepower.net. Sign up for free. Become a uh, Spike Cohen's uh, brainchild, my personal friend and a mentor of mine. So please go check that out. Other than that, please like this video. Subscribe to my channel. Share the content because I'm going to have be having a lot more people like Donnie the Don 
and including the Donnie the Don on more often. And we are going to tackle some of these subject matters. More, Most importantly, history, what we can learn from it, how we can grow from it, and activism, how we can approach it and make it successful in your community to affect real change in real time right now in the year 2023. Y'all are amazing. Thank you so much. Don't forget to go to all of our sites and sign up, subscribe to her Substack, go to her Twitter, follow her there, all of it. Start watching her podcast, listening to it. And I cannot wait to have her back. I can't wait to see y'all again, which you know will be Wednesday, same Cajun Tom, same Cajun channel. I love every one of you, and I am out. Thank you.